Hi, Hilly. Welcome to my show. I am so happy and so honored to have you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, it's such a pleasure to have you and especially to have someone talk on this topic. Energy <laughs> healing has suddenly, I think, become so big. And for anybody who is slightly into spirituality, they know what we're talking about. So for those of us who probably have not got a chance to kind of know more about it, would you like really do the honors to introduce us to energy healing? Uh huh. So um, the kind of energy that healing that I do and just a little bit of background on me, um, I started like a spiritual journey when I was pretty young. And so I kind of always loved healing, kind of had like healing abilities, just kind of knew how to do it from a really young age. Um, and then when I was 16, I became a Reiki master. So I'm also intuned into Reiki as well. But the kind of healing work that I do, I actually don't use Reiki too often anymore. Um, because over time, my guides have kind of taught me how to utilize energy healing and form kind of like my own thing, um, which was really exciting. So kind of the energy healing that I do is based, yes, like on the energetic body and understanding the energetic fields. Um, I dive kind of deeper into like DNA work. So kind of getting to exactly what the structure is of our DNA, because we actually kind of have like a couple different strands of DNA um, and kind of how it functions. So I kind of look and go and activate one or the other and deactivate one or the other so that we can have like a deeper understanding of exactly how and why we kind of are the way that we are. Um, and then I also kind of look at the energetic body and the energetic field. The chakras are obviously a huge part of that. Um, and I've been getting like so many downloads about the chakras and it's so interesting because there's so much information about it. And like my guides always tell me we've only scratched the surface with them. Like there's so much more to the energetic body and to energy healing than we can ever imagine. But at the core of it, sometimes when we don't consciously move this energy through, whether it's through a healer or somebody else, although even if you do work with a healer, I always say like healing is still up to you. You still have to do quote unquote the work. I don't like that term, but I don't know what else to call it. Um, you still have to do the work. You still have to consciously move these things through, look at yourself obviously, but sometimes it's obviously helpful to have someone who knows how to do that. Um, but what happens is energy kind of can get stagnant in the system and in the body. And sometimes when we don't pay attention to it, we see it show up in the form of anxiety, in the form of depression. Sometimes when it's in the system for too, too long, it then shows up as a physical sickness or a physical illness. Um, I know for me, I grew up and I, or sorry, let me rephrase this. <laughs> I, um, I had some stuff around my throat chakra when I was younger and feeling like I couldn't quite utilize my voice and I actually had strep throat a lot as a kid because um, I felt like my voice was, was hindered and then I didn't have it for years and it kind of went away and then I was in a relationship that was pretty toxic and I had anxiety, I had depression, all of that stuff and then I kind of ignored it, I didn't pay any attention to it and then it manifested because I felt like in a relationship I couldn't use my voice. I got a really really bad case of strep throat again and it came back after years. Um, so it definitely, energy is connected to all of these things and it's important that we consciously move through and we help it to move through and we help it to be released so that we don't have these physical symptoms show up because they're just telling us that something is, is off in the body and sometimes physical symptoms can come up and it's just a random occurrence, but nine times out of 10, it's usually not.
Yeah, and it's so interesting how most of the time, I think that's something which even I have started to use to teach, to kind of convey that what we feel is a, a physical symptom. It's most likely because there is some energy mm-hmm. like stuck around that place. And it's so interesting how I think even Ayurveda says it according to the accumulation of toxins, how energy healing says it's the accumulation of emotional toxins, the energy. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's all, it all comes in different shapes and forms, but at the end of the day, it is a sense of energy. So when did you first realize, recognize, as you just course gave us an example, but when was it the first time that you were like, okay, so what I'm experiencing is this blockage of energy. My energy is stagnant and I cannot move my energy. So I don't think I, looking back, I was, I I knew I was aware. I wasn't consciously really aware of it when I was younger. Um, Once I like got attuned to Reiki and stuff, I was, 14 when I got attuned and 16 when I became a master. And I think after that, I kind of knew because I had a deeper understanding of the chakra systems and things like that. Um, But growing up, I just kind of knew like, oh, if I put my hand on a place that hurts and I like pay attention to it and I move it through, then like the pain goes away. Um, So that's what I would do. (laughs) Um, But like in terms of, because I was I played sports growing up. I was a very like scrappy little kid. I was outside a lot. So I had a lot of physical things that would tend to show up, uh, a lot of sore muscles. So it was more along the lines of just like learning how to, to move things through and things like that. Um, but in terms of kind of just like a conscious, like, oh, my throat chakra is blocked because of this. Like I didn't really know when I was younger until I like started learning about it more consciously and now looking back I'm like oh that's what was wrong with me but um at the time it was just like put my hands on it and I know that if I move the move it through and I like spread some stuff around and I do some things to it then it's gonna get better that's so amazing and I think that's so interesting because I think uh, now that you're talking about it, it makes me realize like even when I used to have headaches and migraines and that's how even I discovered like oh if I just like put my hands around and actually visualize okay I'm doing some energy work and as you said we don't really recognize it at first like what we're doing but mm-hmm. it's so automatic it's so natural like even without knowing that we are really healing ourselves we still end up somewhere healing ourselves so you really feel our bodies can really guide us to develop these spiritual gifts to find these spiritual gifts within us uh, because maybe uh, our emotional mental spiritual body really needs that healing or is it something which you feel one quote unquote goes and find out about it? Like how's been your experience? I I think it's more it's told to you. I think it you it also depends on who you are. I think sometimes people have the personality where they consciously go and they're just like, I wanna <laughs> I wanna see if something's coming up or things like that. And sometimes there's no reason for it. They just want to move through it or they're looking for it. I tend to go with come like kind of deal with it as it comes up Um, because if it's not coming up in the moment there might be a reason for that like you might not be ready to examine it so I think it's more along the lines of your body and your higher self and your guides and your team they know when it's time for you to examine this and so then things start to come up and then things kind of start to let you know I don't think it always I think that the physical symptoms from what I've seen are always the last resort 
Um, and because we live in a denser world and because of just the society that we live in, those are the ones that we pay attention to because we're also, we're taught like, yeah, your body needs to be healthy, but, and it's getting better, but like mental health and things like that, like that hasn't really, it's recently become more prevalent in our world and society and people are talking about it more, but it was kind of always like, well, the physical symptom is what we need to, to look at, but that's not necessarily true. We need to kind of look at everything that's all encompassing it. Um, and sometimes it's not even this lifetime. Sometimes it's past lifetimes that things are coming up. I had um, one situation where I was having like really bad neck pains um, and I didn't know why there was really no reason for it. And I was just spacing out one day and I was like, why does my neck hurt so much? And it turned out that I actually, um, some some stuff happened in a past life and I ended up getting um, beheaded and I was holding on to the trauma in my neck and so I did some energy healing and I did some release around it and um, after that my neck pain completely went away and I haven't had any problems with it since so we sometimes hold on to trauma from our past life too um, and then it shows up in the physical symptoms kind of what age it, we experienced it in the past life um, but sometimes the physical symptoms are just telling us that something is off energetically but then by the time it gets there we also have to treat the physicality of it and we have to take care of our bodies as well as the energetic component of it yeah i love that so much because for me my headache my neck pain it's also connected and now that is saying um of course i've done everything in the book uh, i know i i've totally done a phd on migraines but of course of late even i have realized that it's so much more than what food I ate or how's my routine. It's so much deeper than that. And of course, no wonder my, uh, my, my symptoms aggravate whenever I'm experiencing another spiritual awakening. So do you mm -hmm. think we kind of like experience all these physical symptoms, these say mental or emotional disorders because we are probably meant to awaken that part of us. We are meant to uh, open to this new way of, healing of this new way of recognizing how probably our past lifetimes like probably I wouldn't have actually I and mean, to be very honest I wouldn't have really dived deeper into what's up with my crown chakra if uh, I did not have those migraines for me every time I had a migraine that was this place where I would be forced to really connect to the source so mm -hmm. What do you think is like, uh, A, uh, the difference between Reiki and energy healing? Is there a difference? Like, I'm not really sure. No, about it's the same thing. It's just a different, there's different forms of energy healing. Um, oh. And there's, none is better than the other. It's all really beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, moving on, how do you think someone can actually start their healing journey, their energy healing journey? Like, how can someone actually start uh, Picking up these gifts, uh, reclaiming these gifts within, uh, learn this, like how can they really start applying this? So I think, I mean, you can start and tune in and, and feel into kind of what your own healing abilities kind of are, because even though we have things like Reiki and stuff like that, what I've kind of noticed is people, even though there's always this general overview of, of how to do it, um, I think that people have very specific gifts and things that they like to almost target and because of past lives and things that they're just called to do in this lifetime. So too, it's like anything else and trying to find your purpose and things like that. Like, what are you really good at? What do you feel really drawn to? Um, what are you really helpful with and what do you really like to learn about? And just your energy healing abilities are probably somewhere ingrained 
into that. So for me, I love to focus on helping people to like awaken and activate and getting them into their highest level and things like that. And so, yes, I go through the healing and release process, but then um, my guides have told me how to like help people with an activation as well. So my healing sessions are more geared towards as well as like the release process to the activation process to help you get to the highest involvement. Um, so it really depends on kind of like who you really are. I do think with something like energy healing, it is helpful to get trained. You don't need it. Um, but if you're just kind of starting out, I think that, you know, building knowledge is really important. Um, sometimes having a teacher is really useful and helpful, and then you can kind of take it and run with it and do whatever you feel called to do. But having that foundation, I think, is a really good thing. Um, but if you feel very called to kind of learn on your own and things like that, um, then kind of just moving through, learning about the chakra system. There's like a million books <laughs> on it. Um, but learning about the chakra system, what it represents, and just kind of feeling into it and doing energy healing on yourself in terms of like examining and meditating on maybe each of the chakras and what comes up for you and like what's coming out of them. And okay, is the, what does it feel like? Does it feel a little off? Does it feel almost like it's blocked or like plugged or like it's not moving like it should or something like that? Or is it dimmer with the light? Um, and kind of just go through each of them and get a feel for what energy feels like in your own system because you should always kind of start with doing healings I personally believe on yourself so that you can get a feeling for what it's going to show up as for other people and that's also a part of understanding your intuitive gifts because some people they might hear like something is off in this person but you're not going to know what that voice is or to listen to it if you've never done a healing on yourself first like it's just going to be like okay like I don't know what to do so first practice on yourself um, and see what things feel like when they're off and what it feels like discord. And then two, you know what that other person is going through so you can be more compassionate and be more empathetic towards them um, and kind of tell them what to expect through that process. Yeah, I, I love that so much. And secondly, I feel it's all about, I think, as, as you're saying, being mindful and conscious and in tune with our own energy if we really want to get attuned with energy healing or we want to get attuned with this gift. I mean, that's what I would like to call it. I think it is a psychic spiritual gift, I think, with somewhere I think we all can tap into. As you said, we should start by healing ourselves and then extend it to someone else to have the same level of empathy and compassion. So as you said, we start with physical symptoms because that's something which we kind of like have been taught to pay attention to. So when it comes to our physical bodies, then we start paying attention to it. Uh, when it comes to our mental, emotional uh, space, of how do we really recognize that there's a space in our mental body, our emotional body, our spiritual body, which really needs attention if something has still not manifested in the physical? Well, if, it's, if you have anxiety or if you have depression, of course, there's the chemical makeup aspect of it, which is the physical aspect of it. But when you have the energetic aspect mixed with the chemical aspect, that's when um, the anxiety and depression kind of show up a little bit more mm -hmm. prevalently. So looking kind of at what the anxiety is, where it's stemming from, and the energetic side of it, typically when you feel anxiety, it's because you feel out of control. Well, what is energetically associated with elements of control, it's typically like the solar plexus chakras and down, um, and especially feeling safe, which is the root chakra. So your root chakra might be kind of blocked. There might be things that are coming up around um, even ancestral trauma or inner child healing or past life stuff, um, or there might be things kind of coming around um, the sacral chakra. So you don't feel like 
confident in like your body and who you are and your sensuality and your creativity. So it's blocking your creative flow and even like your understanding that like you're meant to be here and then your emotions are a little out of whack. Um, or it's like in the solar plexus region and you feel like a lot of anxiety, like the butterflies or but not good butterflies like in the stomach area. So it's kind of to like where it's kind of dictated. Um, sometimes people will feel a lot of anxiety in their heart center and in their heart chakra. With that, it tends to be more along the lines of like worthiness. You don't feel worthy of things um, and it's you're not able to like kind of receive. So you're cutting yourself off from even like receiving love from anywhere. And that obviously causes anxiety and discord in the rest of the body. And then when this happens, the energy can't flow. And so that causes the energy to remain stagnant. And then that's a signal to like tell you that something's off. And then we see it and things like anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Um, and just like, and you don't have to have those things, but even just like not feeling good on, on certain days and things like that, or not knowing why your your moody and emotions are a good thing and they're part of being human. But if you know that something's off and you know that it's just not you, then that's something that's a little bit different than just having an off day. Um, but even in those off days, just allowing those things to move through and consciously kind of looking at a target because energy tends to always have an epicenter of where the emotions and where it's being stored. So when you like kind of concentrate on it and you even like ask your guides or you ask your higher self where you tune into your own energetic body and see where the main source is, then you can kind of start targeting it and working it through. Yeah. So um, also I think as you were speaking, uh, made me think how a lot of people have kind of like normalized not being in a good mood, sort of like we have become kind of used to it. Of course, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. And I agree, we are not supposed to be happy all the time. But most likely, I think if you're not feeling in tune, in flow, there is an energetic reason behind it, right? Uh, can you just give our audience a little uh, differentiation between when you are in flow, when your energy is freely flowing through your body, through your system, and when it's stuck, it's stagnated and needs some attention. Like how, mm -hmm. how, how do they look and feel like? Versus so when it's stuck and it's stagnant, you might not feel necessarily connected to yourself, to source, to other people. Um, you might even physically feel like there's something that's literally like in your system. Um, so I know for me, when I have like, um, like my sacral chakra is blocked, for example, like it literally feels like there's something just, just like in there or just like off, if that makes any sense. Um, or sometimes it's even like sharp pains or things like that. And so it's good to kind of just look at that. But in terms of emotional stuff that might be coming up, it just could be that like you're feeling down and you don't really understand why. And there's not really an understanding for it. Like you might have a really awesome job. You might... Um, have an awesome like set of friends or in a, a beautiful significant other and you don't understand why but there's just something that's a little bit like not right and it's it's probably because your higher self and your spirit guides are kind of knocking on your door and telling you that things need to change and that it's time for a shift um, but when you do tune into that and you understand and you examine that it's really about listening and just listening to your higher self um, really because the physical symptoms just are a last resort for you to finally pay attention and to finally listen. Um, but if you kind of nip it in the butt beforehand, the physical symptoms won't come up so much. Um, but really kind of looking and seeing like what is off and where these emotions are stored for you because people tend to have um, chakras or aspects of their energetic bodies that 
can e get blocked a little bit easier or um, become kind of just like overcharged or like undercharged more than others. Um, so for a lot of, for example, like divine feminines, sometimes even though the sacral chakra has so much beautiful energy and divine feminine energy, um, if they're not consciously really working on purging stuff because there's so much shame around um, femininity that we've kind of been seeing in like for generations and years and centuries, um, that kind of is like hidden in the sacral chakra. So for example, like look at your menstrual cycle. Um, how painful are your periods? That's a really um, big indication that your sacral chakra might be a little bit blocked. So I'll use myself as an example. Um, I used to have like such bad cramps that I couldn't even like get out of bed without like, I, if I had to, I'd be like <laughs> kneeling on my knees, like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. Um, and then I started doing a lot of work around my sacral chakra and releasing it. And now I have like very little to no pain when I'm on my cycle. So it is to like paying attention to that. Like that's a really beautiful part of being like a woman is like you get to experience that. And it's a good kind of indication of what's a little bit wrong or um, even like throughout the month of how your energy is because we always are fluctuating and we're always changing. So even keeping a diary of just like this week, I have a lot of energy or today I have a lot of energy and just consciously kind of seeing like what parts of the month and what parts of even the year do I have more energy in? Um, that way you can get a better understanding of like how your energy really flows, what seasons you really do well in, um, what parts of the year are really good for you to maybe like launch a business, to launch a product because you're in that receiving mode and you have a lot of energy and like you're kind of like you're as a at that point um, and you can really like incorporate that into your life. So it's kind of just like listening to yourself and listening to your body and being super in tune with it. And oftentimes we, we don't do that and we haven't given ourselves that permission or we haven't given ourselves that time. Um, but even meditation is like a perfect aspect or journaling. And this is so, 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 I think it's coming at least in my uh, frequency a lot or uh, getting in tune with your body, getting in tune with your cycles uh, because it does impact your energy levels, especially if you are really doing your own thing and you're not really uh, having kind of like turning up for a job. I think even if you are working for someone, even though technically our uh, matrix system <laughs> work style is such that you do not have a say as to today I'll work on this and tomorrow I'll work on this but I think for women who are working independently there's this guilt and shame about not being productive all the time and as you just explained that there is a certain energetic component attached to it so moving to that place uh, how do you think if we actually start playing with our energy and start getting in flow with our energy, how does that really impact our creativity? Because I'm a very creative person. I love creating, but at the same time, because I love it so much, there's also, it's also a place which brings out most of the trauma for me, which brings mm -hmm. out most of the places where I awaken through it because it becomes such a challenge. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, it's very personal. Because as I said, I love it so much. So how can we really use energy to our advantage when it comes to creating, being uh, productive, really showing up as who we really are? Because we all know we are currently experiencing rise of the feminine. 2020 is becoming the, uh, I think, 
and all the years that's coming ahead, it is all about female leaderships. We have so many women coming into the power, but I recognize the scene myself and other people feeling pulled down often because we tap into the old paradigms and we are not able to cope up with the two uh, worlds, with the two new, with the two ways of working. So how can we really use energy healing and energetic systems to our advantage once we know about them? So at that point, it's, it's looking at exactly how you've taken it on. So how have you kind of decided to internalize it? Because even though like, yes, all this stuff is out there, even in your own personal experience and things like that, it, how does it show up for you? How did it affect you? Like what parts of it did you take on at that point? It's about the examination process. Like you can't just move the energy through and then be like, okay, it's done. Like you do have to consciously sometimes most of the time, look at things, examine things, work through it, do the inner child healing, like talk to your inner child, um, even talk to like your current self, nurture yourself. Like that's the energy and the, like the releasing is only a part of it. And then the other parts of it are really examining what aspects of trauma have you hold on, held on to into your, in your life. Um, and like, what can you consciously look at right now? Sometimes our subconscious blocks a lot of our tra traumatic memories, but you know, for the ones that you do have access to, what do you feel like is really holding you back at this moment in time? And like, be honest with yourself about what's happened. How can you release it? If you feel like you need that extra help, then go get that extra help. But you know, if, if you feel like you can also like deal with it on your own, that's totally fine, but there's nothing ever wrong with, you know, getting therapy or something like that, um, or a coach or a healer or something like that, but really kind of examining, you know, what aspects have impacted you in your lifetime. So let's example for femininity. Um, and like, if you're working through a sacral chakra and you're doing a sacral clearing meditation, um, what aspects have come up around like your body and feeling shamed around it and what traumatic events have led you to it. Even if it's just someone who made a snide comment when you were like eight years old that you held on to, like that could have created a blockage. So it's kind of just looking and examining those different aspects as well. And then moving the energy through, because sometimes it's really helpful to acknowledge it consciously so that then when that stuff comes in, you're just, you know, that that's not a part of who you are. That was just what you were taught and it's wrong. It's not right. It's not the highest good. It's not the highest love. And so that needs to be released and let go of. And once we kind of like get a hang of ex the examination process, okay, this is where it's coming from. Uh, how can we actually go on to heal it? How can we actually go on to release it? Or you also talked about releasing is not enough nurturing. How do we actually go all about it? So it's really, again, a being like compassionate towards yourself we're so compassionate with other people <laughs> sometimes we don't do that with ourselves um but it's really just nurturing yourself through that and part of even like during the release process i always like do like a hugging and just like integrating back into my system um and sometimes if it's really no longer serving me i'm just like no you can just leave but if it's things like my inner child things like that like sometimes even just like holding it and nurturing that aspect of who you are um even like saying you love yourself from the mirror all the time and like things like that but even just asking yourself what you really want because oftentimes we are told what we want and we don't question it and then uh, we're at a certain points in our lives and we're just like wait i don't actually want this this is what i was just told what i wanted um, and I just took it for face value and you can then start to really implement other things in your life. But part of nurturing yourself is being honest with yourself 
and seeing what you actually want. And sometimes that takes a lot more bravery than just looking the other way or pretending like there's nothing wrong. Uh, and this kind of like brings me to a very interesting question. I think uh, when we are talking about working and when we're talking about showing up as who we are, really tapping into our own true essence, we have to work with other people's energies as well. And mm -hmm. what I have come to realize honestly, that everything is so based on relationships, be it a relation, be it, a, be it your love, be it your money, be it your, uh, your client relationship, be it your audience, whoever, it is always so connected to this. And so how do we actually kind of like gauge, like, do you think with energy, of course, understanding energy helps us to draw healthy boundaries to understand, say, what, what a client needs to understand, say, what is, can we tap into the future timelines as well? Can we tap into someone else's energies? Like, how does this knowledge and awareness and being in tune with our own energy allows us to be in tune with someone else's energy as well? So I personally, like sometimes you will get hits on people and stuff like that. And that's totally different. But unless you have permission, you should never tune into somebody else's energy. Um, cause that's, you know, that's a violation. It's like reading someone's diary. It's a violation of privacy. Um, but on that flip side, if you feel like something's off and you don't feel like you should be maybe be around them, then that's a whole different story than just like, don't talk to them or just, like do the best you can to only show up with love. But in terms of like tuning into other people's energy, like I have the belief of only if you get permission, um, because it's theirs and that's not fair to them. Um, but you know, in terms of showing up with a lot of love like that's all you can really do and sometimes that's the hardest thing it's easy to show up with people love to people who are kind and nice and are wonderful individuals um but it's a little bit more difficult but that's the imperative part of growth where if you don't always vibe with someone you still show up with love and compassion and open-heartedness that's part of being a spiritual individual and that i believe is showing up with compassion you don't have to like everybody but you have to at least show up and understand that everybody has an aspect of creation source and god in them and you don't manipulate that energy you don't do energy work on anyone who doesn't give you permission to um but you can always send people love and send them light and to forgive so if there is someone in your life that you feel angry at, or maybe you don't understand why. Um, I always say like, and I know this is hard because I had to do it and I did not want to forgive certain people, but um, you know, forgiveness is also a really big piece of that puzzle. And it is a part of energy healing because forgiveness is for you. It's not for really the other person. Um, even though sometimes it maybe feels like giving someone that forgiveness piece is like saying that what they did was okay. Um, but it's not, it's for you so that you don't hold on to that anger and resentment because it's just like poison in your own system. Hmm. So uh, just to want to go a little deeper on this, uh, because I did not mean by manipulating anyone else's energy. What I meant was how can we use, say, maybe I was not able to frame it the right way. And so I want to understand basically, uh, what do you mean by like getting in tune with someone else's energy? Uh, and you said you shouldn't do that, right? So for me, because I've done cards, so I can understand mm -hmm. from that point, probably gauging what someone else is going through so that you can make a decision. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you meant, probably, I guess. Uh, but what I really want you to ask was actually like, say what I'm 
launching the product. I don't have a specific person in my mind. Say when I'm launching a product, I'm launching a course, say I'm writing a book, whatever, however it sounds like. Uh, and for anybody else listening, it could totally be like apply that to your own creative project, your own job or whatever. Uh, I meant how can we then use the collective energy to understand how our creations will serve other people or how can we form healthy relationships by understanding the dynamics of energy, not to offend anyone, not to violate anyone's boundary, not to uh, manipulate someone else's energy, but how can we use this dynamic and understanding this energy and applying it for our, our advantage? Um, at that point, I think it's more intuition um, than energy healing and kind of being, I mean, and, and that can go hand in hand, but I, that is more along the lines of kind of being in tune with your higher self and your team and your spirit guides um, and also being in tune with how your intuition works and how your own gifts work. Um, and how you can receive those messages and tune into that. And, you know, at, at a certain time is there are a lot of things happening, like in the world right now, there's a lot of stuff happening and people need support and they need help. And so, yeah, in that term, like feel into how you can best serve, how are your gifts? Sometimes we look to other people and what other people are doing and they're, um, they're doing amazing things and stuff like that, but it's not necessarily what you're supposed to be doing because your gifts work differently. So examining uh, how your gifts show up, because sometimes when we have our gifts, like we don't really see them as gifts. We just see them as an aspect of who we are. We don't think that it's really that special, but it's not. It's part of the reason why it comes so easy to you is because you're meant to utilize it in this lifetime to serve and help other people. So to looking at your, like your own gifts, what, even if it's something simple, like, oh, I'm a nice person, like literally everything, right? Everything down um, in a journal or on a piece of paper, what you're good at, your skill sets, and how can that transfer into then being able to serve and help others? Um, because that, at the core, that's what it is, um, is that we're all here to help each other out in some way and, and live a happy and prosperous and abundant life. Yeah, and so that also kind of like makes me really curious to ask that uh, how uh, do you think there are places in us where, uh, which need which need energy uh, healing because which because of which we are really not able to show up as who we are, tap into our abundance, really take our rightful say leadership position if that be so or any other place wherever we are meant to be what are some of the uh, most common things you've noticed observed in your clients of late so oftentimes people um, may have cords attached to them from other people and that's more someone else um, is attaching things to them um, but cords are super common and it's literally just like sometimes when someone is at a, a lower frequency or lower energy um, even if it's just for a split second, um, they'll attach an energetic cord to almost like siphon off your energy. So that's sometimes when, especially people who are empathic or a little bit more introverted, but really empathic um, and highly sensitive, feel drained after being around a lot of people or even being around certain people who might be like in a negative headspace. Um, it's probably because they, they took on their energy. They were like a sponge at that point in time. Um, and they might have that cord attached to them. So going in and cutting a cord is something that's really helpful. And that's something you can do every day. Um, I always ask like Archangel Michael to come in and cut any cords that might be attached to me like once a day, um, especially before I go to bed. 
Um, and it's actually really good to do before you go to bed because sometimes when you have that cord attached to you, that energy or that person's energetic self can come to you in dreams. Um, so it's good to just detach the cord <laughs> and have that cut before you go to sleep um, and clear out your auric fields. And you can just do that in a quick meditation. It doesn't take that long. Um, and then in terms of kind of other things that I see, it's a lot of worthiness stuff um, and people feeling like they're not fully worthy of receiving. Um, so it's a lot of kind of like opening up the heart to understand that, connecting like the lower chakras to understand that. Um, it's also a lot about kind of people wanting to leave their bodies. So especially people who are super intuitive um, and especially like people with a more divine feminine essence. Divine feminines tend to operate from the heart chakra up very easily. Like we tend to be very, you know, loving and relationship oriented and very intuitive and things like that. And so because of that, when things get, you know, not ideal or situations are just like really difficult, even if it's like a worldview, um, we'll be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And so our soul will almost be like hovering above our head and we won't be fully grounded into our body. So that's kind of when you see people and like, they might be a little bit have like brain fog and a little fuzzy or they don't really want to <laughs> they just say like, I don't really want to be here. So it's important to do grounding things every so often if you feel like you're getting to that point, especially now, because, you know, it's not easy to be on earth right now. Like, let's yeah. it's a little bit difficult. Um, like, this is a little hard. Um, but, you know, we're, we signed up to be here and we have to take that responsibility and you can do that and you can ground that back in. There's like so many um like grounding meditations you can do on youtube but it's also really important to get outside um and make sure you're just connecting with mother nature drinking a lot of water especially right now is really important um because a lot of us are integrating more light into our system and the more light we integrate into our system the quicker the water in our body burns off so it's really important that especially if you have a lot of a really big spiritual practice um and you're especially if you're living this podcast but you're very like highly evolved and um, you meditate a lot and you just know you're, you're changing and you're shifting that you drink even more water than you were like in like a week ago or something like that. Um, just because there's more light integrating into your system, but it's too, it's all about balance. Um, and yeah. knowing that like you are a spiritual being, but you're also human and it's great to like be invested in like all of this stuff and to meditate, but at the end of the day, like you still have to be here and you still have that responsibility. Um, and I love the feminine so much, but I also love the masculine. And so it's really good to at points in your day to like allow yourself, yeah, to be in your feminine. And like usually a lot of us are in our masculine because we're working and that's a very masculine based thing. Um, so making sure you leave time throughout the day to like, just like balance it out. Um, do like the deep breathing, integrate that light consciously into your system is really, really important. And when you feel like you are balanced between the two energies, then you feel a lot more stable in yourself. Yeah, I love all of that so much. I think it's so helpful for anyone listening to this right now. And it also kind of like sparked a lot of things in me as well. Uh, <laughs> so Haley, before we wrap this up, uh, one ritual or one tip that you would probably want anybody listening to this to kind of like integrate in their lives. How can they benefit from energy healing or the understanding the dynamics of energy, like probably opening up that space in their body in their system to connect with their own source energy any one ritual you would highly recommend to get in tune with every single day so i always recommend meditation um i i don't like saying like there's only one way to do anything because there's not 
but meditation is definitely, I think, the most beneficial and the most helpful and the quote-unquote like quickest way to get where you want to go. Um, that's like safe and stuff like that. Um, and so kind of going in like every day doing a chakra clearing meditation. Um, that's kind of a little bit of how I started was when I started consciously working on this, I was like, okay, I'm going to look at each of my chakras or I'll just spend like my entire meditation, just looking at one and seeing what comes up, what memories are associated with that. Like what's in it? Is there stuff that's coming out of it? Like, do I, are there mem like, um, even past life memories that are coming out. So even just consciously looking at each one and examining it and seeing what's kind of stored in it, what's imprinted in it, um, so that you can get that energy flowing and moving. And then when you're doing that release process, um, at the end, it's really helpful to, um, have the light, a white light is good for healing, um, spin in a counterclockwise motion so that it's then like cleared out. Um, cause whenever we do like a clearing, we do things in a counterclockwise motion. Awesome. I love this. I'm sure this is going to be so helpful because yeah, as you said, I think even when I started meditating for me as well, it was starting with clearing my chakras and really, uh, yeah, just a cleansing meditation, I think really starts off a lot of people's journey. Uh, thank you so much, Hedy. I absolutely love this conversation. Uh, also, uh, Anything that you're really like coming up and anything that you would want to wear, can people find you? How can they connect with you? I'd love to have you kind of tell <laughs> all. So you can find me on Instagram. That's probably where I hang out the most. Um, and my handle is I am Haley Cole. I spell Haley H-A-L-E-Y. And then I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. So <laughs> um, I probably don't need to spell it out. But um, and then my website is shinewithhaley.com. And then I actually have a golden light healing certification that I run um, for people who want to get attuned into this healing work and want to learn and integrate it into their own business. And then I'm also enrolling in my mystery school coming soon, which is kind of all about, um, deepening your own intuition, what your intuitive gifts are and opening up that. I teach about how to connect with Oracle cards and do readings for like other people, um, all about the different like beings and the gods and the goddesses. There's like so much in a short amount of time. So I'm not going to take up the time talking about everything, but if you're interested in either of those, um, just let me know. And then I actually have some meditations for free on my website. If you, if anyone wanted to check that out, um, to help them to get centered and release and do all of that. <laughs> Yeah, I will leave the links down below so you guys can check her website. You can check get access. I mean, free meditations are so cool. I think uh, I, I am so grateful to all the teachers out there who have who offer free meditations. So uh, I think it's a great way to start your spiritual journey. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll have all the links down below. You guys can get in touch. And thank you once again, Heli, so much for sharing all this beautiful wisdom with us. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I will see you guys uh, next week with another podcast. Take care and have a beautiful, beautiful week ahead.